I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. We have no choice in the bodies that hold us. Thing of dirt and water and oxygen, marked by thinking and reacting, and a couch one may or may not be permitted to sleep on. He may not permit me to touch him or to take the bone from his mouth, but he does. And that's a choice based on many factors, not the least of which is his own desire to let me do these things. How I could ever think or feel myself more deserving of a single thing than this being whom I call by a name the same way my parents chose a name for me, the same way my genes went expressing themselves to make my face exactly my face. This isn't special, or this is special, but it's one answer, the same for us both. Holly Amos I know an old lady who swallowed a spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed a spider to catch the fly, but I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. This is one of my favorite recent videos of Max. I've, I've watched this a million times since he's been in hospital. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we're lying in bed together. Well, I'm lying in bed. I'm lying on my back. And he's just sitting next to me. And, uh, and I'm just giving him a good old, good old head rub. Um, just playing with his... <laughs> just playing with his funny head. Look at that. And he's... Your hair's he's, all mussed oh, up. He's sweet, all mussed. sweet head. Just playing with his hair. Uh, snowy <laughs> Profile. He is just so himself all the time. There was a young doggy who swallowed a fly. I don't know why he swallowed a fly. There was a sweet chap who swallowed a spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside him. So just out of interest, I, I, I go onto Wikipedia to see what I can find out about the song because I'm suddenly incredibly interested in the song. The, the, there was an old woman, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. And somewhere on the page it says something like that at a certain point or for a certain episode on Sesame Street, the lyrics of the song were changed to perhaps she'll cry instead of perhaps she'll die, in order to, quote, make the song tamer for children. And supposedly, at the end of the song, instead of going, she, cr she, she died, of course, uh, the new tampered-with song, bowdlerized song, um, has the line, she cried, of course. And so seeing this, I thought, wow, okay, I've got to go and watch all of the YouTube 
versions of the song and see if I can um, see if I can find this. What what's this about? And as far as I can tell, there this does not exist. Wikipedia, um, this particular Sesame Street episode that you are referring to, I have um, searched high and low, and what I think it is is somebody. Um, either deliberately or through a kind of form of hearsay, trying to get across some little critique of, um, I don't know, political correctness gone mad, forward slash uh, woke culture gone mad. Um, either way, doesn't happen. Uh, there's plenty of full, full-blooded, full-throttled performances on... Uh, Sesame Street, uh, two or three, as far as I can tell, of this particular song. Now, I'd like to, I'd like to sing you a song, and you can sing along with me too. You like animals, don't you? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, let me sing you about a, uh, an older lady who had a strange phenomenon. She used to like to swallow animals for whatever reasons. And here's a song. I, I'm sitting here watching um, Jose Feliciano, the. Puerto Rican uh, composer and singer, and he's on he's on Sesame Street, and he's doing um, an old lady who swallowed a fly with a bunch of kids, and uh, this is two very very sweet kids. This is one little uh, this little girl who's got sort of blondish hair is sitting behind him and making these sort of slightly cryptic um, hand movements. She does this kind of little V sign, and then she does this almost like a scissors sign, and then she does this, this sort of strummy guitar <laughs> sign with her with her right hand. And then there's also this really sweet little boy who's sitting next to him. He must be, I don't know, three, four, five years old. Um, uh, probably actually the age I was in 1975. Um, it could be me. And he's got this little bowl cut, and uh, he's wearing this uh, very 70s kind of uh, sort of slightly maroon turtleneck. Um, and uh, and there's this there's this moment where um, where they bring in the sound effect of this of of, of this fly um, flying in, and uh, and this is what happens. You like animals, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Well, let me sing you about a, uh, an older lady who had a strange phenomenon. She used to like to swallow animals for whatever reasons. And here's a song. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. Kill that fly. But I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. All right. And if you watch this video, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, just watch the little boy as Feliciano um, squashes the fly. Which, of course, is a sound effect, but as far as the little boy is concerned, it could actually be a real fly. He squashes this fly. He just slaps it against the um, uh, uh, against the front of his of his guitar. And there's this moment. Maybe I'm projecting this onto him, but there's this moment of utter confusion and utter like, what the fuck is going on? There's this utter WTF moment on this little boy's face. We're like, oh, hang on a second. I thought we were sitting around being gentle and fun and loving with each other and here is this adult who has just killed another creature just before he sings a little song about it what the fuck and i agree little boy 
with, uh, with that what the fuck, with that little micro expression that flits over your face in fact a series of micro expressions because there's there's a confusion there's a sort of a, a a sort of a sadness there's a there's a i don't know what it is you go and have a look i agree with you i see this and i say why why are we so just so shut down to ourselves which is to say to our our very nature, which is of course the nature we share with everything else. Why are we so shut down to ourselves that we um, that we treat uh, other other creatures, um, other life forms, um, including all the life forms, the, the the blades of grass, the flowers, the the bacteria in our body? Why do we treat them with such? with such dismissive inattention. And we all do. And I think it's because we've got minds. It's because we're never really fully, or hardly ever fully present in ourselves. We're usually just about to sing a song or record something or follow some thought into the future or into the past and and that's how we end up slaughtering and destroying everything, including ourselves. Because we ain't long here on this planet. The, uh, yeah, the chips are down for you and me and Jose Feliciano, who is now 75 years old and presumably still killing flies as they buzz past him. Hey, hey, hey. Um, uh, I, um, I think you're having a session with Rob at the moment. Um, I hope that's going well. Um, I just wanted to share with you. Um, yeah, feels weird, kind of this need to tell you this, but 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 maybe it's also because I, I don't know. After my parents, at the moment, you are, in some strange way, this other person who is very close to me at the moment, and so I I. Uh, yeah. I I, uh, I really feel this strong need to share this with you. Um, so it's about Max. Um, this morning, uh, I got got the the vet got in touch, and actually it was all looking pretty good. Uh, you know. Still not eating, but pancreatitis, and you know he's maybe going to need to be in hospital for another week. But this is something that that you know is once the symptoms start to abate, it's 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 very dealable, and it's in the you know good, very good prognosis. And um, so that was a, that was a relief to hear, even though I'm still worried about the. I was obviously worried about the fact that. He was not eating, and in fact, he had actually vomited this morning again, 
which should really, really not be happening with the dog that is that is on anti um, that is on you know anti vomit medication. So anyway, I was in the middle of my one o'clock session with a client, and I saw that the vet was ringing me a couple of times, and I asked, I said, "I'm sorry, this is a real emergency, but I have to take this call." And um, basically, because they were not, you know, because they were worried about how is it possible that this dog is still vomiting, they had finally, which they'd been sort of wondering whether to do it or not, they finally decided to give him a scan, which they'd been a little bit uncertain about to do because it also means putting him under and that, you know. (sighs) And uh, when they did the scan, they found that he had a pine cone in his stomach. And um, so at this very moment, he's being operated on and... You know, the problem with pine cones is that it can cause, other than getting it out, which is a quite a major operation, it can also obviously cause um, damage to the internal organs. Uh, so there's all of that to contend with as well. <sighs> so, yeah. So actually, I started my two o'clock session a little bit late. But I, um, I actually said to my client, I said, you know, I'm really sorry, but this, this thing is happening at this very moment. In this moment, my dog is being operated on for something that I, I was, you know, really did not think was actually an issue. And as much as I am present and I can still give you a session, um, I, you know, of course, there's a there's a part of my mind that is really, 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 really scared. I mean, I didn't say say it said in this way. I, I sort of said it in a, in a, you know, but but essentially, I said, you know, there's a real, you know, I mean, that's the truth. You know, it's really, really scared, and actually, that's not the best um, the best way for me to be able to really give you for us to do our fifty minutes. Um, and I think if I'd been talking to somebody who was, you know, really, really in a lot of distress, then that would have, you know, I would have, of course, put my distress to one side and, 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 and work with their distress. But this was somebody who, who it wasn't a problem to, to, uh, to, um, put, 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 um, you know, put, put him off to, to another time, another day. So I don't know, I just, uh, I just wanted to tell you, just because at the moment, other than my family, you are someone who is close to me. We have got close. Um, and, uh, and so I guess when I'm going through this pretty scary time it's nice to know that there's someone out there other than my family who I'm close to and would um, I don't know have some concerns say a few prayers all of those things right just as if you were 
I don't know, as if, you know, just as if, you know, I don't know, you were, phone, you were leaving a message for me today saying that Ben was in hospital and dying. Um, because at this moment, I have to, I have to f allow my mind to also, I have to accept certain things that my mind is saying that are pretty scary. Like, for example, Max could die. I can't say to my mind, no, he won't, no, he won't, because he could. My mind is also saying, um, Max could be, you know, he's a young dog, he's only five years old, he, but he could be, he could be, um, he could be damaged in some way. So he could recover, but he could be really, really damaged in some way. And this could affect the rest of his life and maybe shorten his life. And I have to accept that as well. And I also have to accept just the, the distress that he's going through and to be there for him. You know, all year I have said to family members and, you know, people close to me that I've been so fortunate. We've been all so fortunate, my family, to have not really been, not really been affected by COVID. <laughs> we have, you know, so many people have, have loved ones go to hospital and they'll come out or be harmed in some way. <laughs> and so far, our family has escaped that. <laughs> and then one of the family eats a fucking pine cone. And it's not COVID, but it's the same it's the same setup. I can't go and see him. His internal organs are being, have been maybe damaged in some way, or are certainly getting a lot of, a lot of trauma, you know, a lot of trauma 
um, to them, including an operation. Thank you for letting me cry on your shoulder. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really do. I needed that. I needed to cry a little bit. So what does the human animal, well, this human animal do when um, just utterly, utterly bereft? I mean, there's lots of things the human animal does. One thing, I guess, is um, turn to some words of consolation, maybe um, maybe poetry, <laughs> um, which is a form of prayer. So this is me about... I don't know, about half an hour later. So I was, um, I was looking through the uh, John O'Donoghue book. Um, to see if I could find a, a, a prayer um, and a blessing. For... For Max, for me. I found two. One is called To Learn from Animal Being. Nearer to the Earth's heart, deeper within its silence. Animals know this world in a way we never will. We who are ever distanced and distracted by the parade of bright windows. Thought opens. Their seamless presence is not fractured thus. Stranded between time gone and time emerging, we manage seldom to be where we are, whereas they are always looking out from the here and now. May we learn to return and rest in the beauty of animal being. Learn to lean low, leave our locked minds and with freed senses feel the earth breathing with us. May we enter into lightness of spirit and slip frequently into the feel of the wild. Let the clear silence of our animal being cleanse our hearts of corrosive words. May we learn to walk upon the earth with all their confidence and clear-eyed stillness so that our minds might be baptized in the name of the wind 
and the light and the rain. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. Here's the other one I like. For suffering. May you be blessed in the holy names of those who, without you knowing it, help to carry and lighten your pain. May you know serenity when you are called to enter the house of suffering. May a window of light always surprise you. Huh. As I was reading that, I was looking at, I'm looking at this on my phone. And it is a window of light. May you be granted the wisdom to avoid false resistance when suffering knocks on the door of your life. May you glimpse its eventual gifts. May you be able to receive the fruits of suffering. May memory bless and protect you with the hard-earned light of past travail to remind you that you have survived before. And though the darkness now is deep, you will soon see approaching light. May the grace of time heal your wounds. May you know that though the storm might rage, not a hair of your head will be harmed. That's true, I do have unharmed follicles remaining. Hmm, it's good to be reminded of that. I'd like to go back even further now. About four or five years, I think. This, is, this was the first song I released. And uh, it must have looked like a terrible height because, you know, <laughs> Cat Stevens singing I Love My Dog must have been very strange, but anyway, I meant it. This is called I Love My Dog. Evan, how lovely to hear from you as ever. Oh, particularly today, actually. It was particularly, I really, really, um, when I saw your message and you also said, you know, hope you and Max are doing well. I was like, oh, oh, thank you. Because <laughs> uh, your message actually arrives on a really kind of scary day. Today's been a very scary day for me. Um, Max is actually currently in hospital. He's been there for the last uh, four or five days. Um, and it was initially thought that it was pancreatitis. He just, well, he's been sort of a little bit of yellow bile off and on for the last oh, month or so, uh, which I thought was, you know, looked it up online, didn't seem to be a massive issue, tried to change his food, do bits and pieces like that, um, taking out a bit earlier, just, you know, doing all the stuff that um, Dr. Google uh, told me to do. 
And then just on Friday, Thursday, he just he just started vomiting, a lot of yellow bile, and he was just he just became really really ill. And the initial thought there was just just, which is bad enough, pancreatitis. But four days until today, he has not eaten anything, and he was just not improving. And finally, they did a scan, and they found out that he has a, a bit of a whopping pine cone in his stomach, which I guess he must have picked up on our, one of our country walks, been running with it, and for some reason, somehow, this thing must have slipped down his throat because there's no way Max would actually sit and eat a pine cone. So, and this has just got lodged inside him. And uh, so he had a major operation today. And the whole day has been very, very fraught. Very fraught. But um, the operation went well and the chances for recovery are... are from this side, um, sounding pretty good. So, uh, <sighs> so that's Max, and uh, I. So I've just been a com in a complete and utter tiz about that today, while still trying to also work. I mean, I cancelled a couple of my clients um, around about the because it literally I didn't. I woke up not knowing that this was going to happen and suddenly it's like, oh, we found a foreign object in his belly and we now need to operate. And it was all just like, it was just happened. And the really, uh, yeah, crazy thing about this is that, you know, this year I have been very, very fortunate in this COVID year of not being directly affected by in a direct way by the the pain and the suffering and the misery of of that virus of this virus have you been have you been directly affected if you had family members who have got sick and who have actually really not just got sick but actually had lasting damage in some way or needing to go into hospital um I have been so far very, very fortunate in terms of just not really having the people who I who are in my close circle, um, family, friends, experience that. Uh, and today, in fact, the last five days have just felt like, in some way, it's been a very personal suffering, and it's got nothing to do with COVID. But in other ways. Jesus, it's it's really felt like I have finally, you know, rather than just sort of sitting on the side and kind of going, oh, I really feel for people, and I do, but like kind of like, oh, okay, I know what this is like, humanity. <laughs> it's one thing to sit and kind of go, oh, 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 awful, 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 and yet actually you're okay, and it's another thing to be in some way pulled into the um, big um, vat, I don't know, I don't know what kind of receptacle it is, of suffering, and to kind of go, ah, there but for the grace of God go I, and there 
there for the grace of God. Me too. You know, it's a me too moment. So um, anyway, that's been uh, soul expanding, but um, pretty, pretty shitty. So that's my news. Um, how are you and Elizabeth doing? What's it like also to be living in a culture in a country that is now, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the wicked witch, <laughs> the wicked wizard of the West is uh, on his way out, right? I mean, is that... Is that something you can feel in some way? Is that something you can... Is there a sense of... Like a sort of a sense of like... <sighs> you know, we... We've kind of dodged... Well, we didn't dodge the bullet. Because the bullet has, you know, has caused actually quite a lot of damage in the last few years. But is there a sense of like... Well, maybe how I'm feeling today, which is like this sense of... Everything Cookies.